Salutations, friend, and welcome to the Profit Scale Podcast, where we help independent Black, Indigenous, and people of color entrepreneurs earn at their highest levels through securing corporate contracts. I'm your host, Ruth Joy Connell, your corporate consultant and sales enablement expert, and I'm on a mission to equip you with the systems and strategies you need to build a business of generational impact and income. Around here, we bring culture and coins together, providing all the learning, community, and support you'll need as you scale your business. So if you're ready to step into your next level of income and impact, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Turn up the volume and lean in, because we're about to get started. Well, hello, friend, and welcome back to another episode of The Profit Scale. If you've been listening to the last few episodes of the podcast, then you already know that we have our first Coinversations conference happening on October 18th. And friend, I am so excited for it. I truly love getting to meet and engage with you and having the opportunity to do that in the context of a diverse room of women who are working towards earning more for themselves, their families, and their communities. Friend, it makes my heart smile, like genuinely. So friend, if you haven't yet, I encourage you to purchase your ticket today. We are officially less than one month away and it'll be here before you know it. The link to the conference website and all the details you'll need are in the episode description. So today we are talking about hiring, but not just any hiring. More specifically, we're going to be answering or rather addressing the question, should you hire a sales rep to help with your B2B sales? Chances are you're likely in one of three stages on your journey to serving B2B clients. The first stage is when you're just at the beginning and you're trying to secure your very first corporate client. If that's where you're at now, you may be thinking to yourself, I actually have to make some money before I can hire. And yes, that is in fact true. But the conversation we're going to have today is still going to be helpful for you even at this stage. Now, let's say you're a little more advanced and you have a few corporate clients under your belt already. Maybe the question of hiring has crossed your mind several times and you're debating what your next move should be. This is the second stage. Hiring some sort of sales support is an option for you, but you're not sure if it's the right move for you. If that's you, then similarly, our discussion will help make your next steps clearer so that if you do invest in hiring, you can get the most from your investment. And the third and final stage is when you're securing corporate clients consistently. Maybe you don't even have to look for prospects anymore. They're now coming to you and you're definitely ready to hire. Maybe you're even in the middle of hiring right now. So if that's you, then this episode came just at the right time because you're going to want to listen to this before hiring or bringing a sales rep on board. Regardless of what stage you're at in your corporate client journey, there are key areas that you want to consider before investing in sales support. And that's what we're going to talk about today. You are your business's very first sales representative. So even if hiring a sales rep is the last thing on your mind, the areas we're going to talk about today can still be applied to your existing sales team, which is you. Ultimately, I can't answer this question for you. Only you know when it's the right time to hire sales support, but I do want to support you to make the best decision for your business, whether you're considering hiring in a few weeks or in a few years. 
And that means having key things in place before you hire that will help you prepare a sales rep for success, fairly and accurately evaluate their performance, and help you get a return on your investment as quickly as possible. My goal for today's conversation is to provide you with some critical questions to ask yourself to help you answer the big question on your own. And if you're not yet ready to hire, then my hope is today's episode helps you prepare so that you're better equipped for success when the time does come. Let's jump in, friend. All right. So the first critical question to ask is, do I have an established B2B sales process? Simply put, a sales process is a defined set of steps that you take to attract, engage with, and close potential clients. As business owners, we're often engaging in the sales process regularly, but we often haven't taken the time to identify the steps and furthermore to document them so that someone else can easily follow them. Answering this question, especially before you're ready to hire, gives you an opportunity to critically think through your sales process and to evaluate its efficacy. So let's do that now together. I'm going to ask you three out of the 10 self-assessment questions I use to help my prospects evaluate their sales process. They are multiple choice, so choose the response that best describes your current sales activity. First up, how do you currently find your potential clients? A, you rely on referrals and word of mouth, or B, you have a structured method for lead generation. Next question. How do you determine if a potential client is a good fit for your services? A, you have a few criteria in mind, but nothing formal. B, you have a clear set of criteria by which you evaluate clients. Or C, it's based on your general feeling or intuition. And lastly, the third question, how do you approach the first interaction with a prospect? A, you reach out when you can. B, you have a planned approach and script for the initial interaction, or C, you wait for them to initiate contact. Answering these questions will help you begin to evaluate where you follow a clear and specific set of steps to get from one part of the sales process to the next. This is important because hiring a sales rep to help you means that there has to be a process for them to follow. This helps set them up for success so that they know what they're supposed to do, what the outcome should look like, and how to troubleshoot when things don't go as planned. And just as importantly for you, it creates a smoother transition knowing that they have what they need to be supported so that while they focus on sales, you can focus on other aspects of the business with peace of mind. That's why it's a good thing you're listening to this episode now so that if you don't yet have an established sales process, you can begin to put one in place well before you're ready to hire somebody. Remember, I only covered three out of the 10 questions that will help you identify and evaluate your sales process. So if you want to go through the full 10 questions, you can click the link in the description and download the sales process assessment. Once you've established your B2B sales process by identifying and standardizing the steps, the last step that you want to take is to document it. Once it's written down, whether that's in a document or in your CRM or in a screen recording, it becomes repeatable. And when it's repeatable, it becomes predictable, meaning that you can predict with greater accuracy that when you do X activity, it will lead to Y result. This is the making of an established and effective sales process. Let's move on to question number two. 
Critical question number two is, do I have a documented and refined company profile? Now, you've heard me talk about a company profile before, but just in case this is your first time hearing it, the company profile is a clear and detailed description of the type of corporations you want to work with. This is a critical resource to have in place because it will equip a sales rep with the knowledge that they need to better qualify prospects on their own. It allows them to have a deeper understanding of your target client while equipping them to think critically about who to target in their prospecting. I added that your company profile should also be refined because it should be a version that is tested and has been updated based on your real life experience. The more you engage with prospects and the more clients you work with, the better able you are to clearly define the characteristics of both your target and ideal organizations. This provides your sales rep with accurate and proven guidelines that they can use to engage the right type of prospects. This also means that they're entertaining more green flag prospects and avoiding or quickly terminating engagements with red flag prospects. As a brief reminder, some of the information that can be found in your company profile includes the industry of your target clients, the problems they are facing, the goals they're working towards, or challenges they want to overcome, all written using their language, the triggering events that move them to take action, and the places and platforms on which they hang out. If you want more information on the company profile, go back and listen to episode 28 for a more detailed breakdown. I've linked episode 28 in the show notes so that it's easier for you to access. Friend, it is finally here. I am thrilled to announce the highly anticipated virtual conference, Coinversations, Women of Color Entrepreneurs Breaking Boundaries and Sealing Corporate Deals. We created this conference in response to your request for a platform where women entrepreneurs can connect and focus on B2B corporate opportunities. Join us and learn directly from a panel of corporate decision makers and successful peers who have blazed the trail. You'll receive dedicated time and support to create an action plan that will help you secure your first or your next corporate client. And all of this while meaningfully growing your network of peers and partners. This conference is a one-stop shop for all women and women of color entrepreneurs looking to serve corporate clients and registration is officially now open. VIP tickets are limited, so friend, act fast to secure your spot. I am so excited to spend the day with you as we build our confidence, community, connections, and of course, our coins. Click the link in the show description to register now. Okay, let's move on to the third and final critical question to ask yourself, which is, how will I evaluate the return on investment? It's really important that you answer this question as accurately and as realistically as you can. Doing so helps you budget for the investment of hiring a salesperson and helps you manage your expectations of what to expect in return revenue-wise. Hiring a sales rep or any sales support doesn't mean that you're automatically going to start raking in the coins, and that's why evaluating the ROI ahead of time will help ensure that you're not setting yourself up for disappointment. These are some of the areas you want to evaluate before making this hire. Number one, your average contract size, meaning what's the average amount of the contracts you're pursuing? 
This will help you identify how many contracts your sales rep needs to close before you begin to make a profit from that investment. Number two, the average length of your sales cycle, meaning provided everything goes smoothly, how long does it take on average to move a prospect from a potential client to a closed contract? This will help you better gauge how long it will take to see a profitable return on your investment. For example, if your average contract size is $27,000 and you're paying your sales rep a part-time salary of $30,000, then that means they will need to close two contracts in order for you to begin making a profit. Essentially, one contract allows you to break even and a second contract turns a profit. Now let's add on to that and say that your average sales cycle is 90 days, which is pretty standard for the B2B market. That means it would take a minimum of 90 days or three months to secure the two contracts, and that's if they're done simultaneously. It could take much longer depending on factors like how long it takes to onboard them, to train them, their current level of expertise, and your current pipeline. I hope you're starting to see why it's so critical for you to evaluate your return on investment realistically, because if you're hoping to hire a sales rep and expect that within the first month or two, they're going to be bringing in money for you, that's just not realistic. And it's also not a fair expectation to have of them. Research shows that it takes an average of three months for a new seller to be ready to interact with buyers, nine months for them to be competent to perform, and 15 months for them to become a top performer. So when you pair that with the length of your sales cycle, it helps paint a more realistic picture of what a return on investment will look like for you and how long it could take before you begin to see that return. The third area to help you better evaluate the ROI is the cost of any tools or equipment that they'll need in order to do their job. Hiring sales support may require you to upgrade the current plan for your software or maybe even purchase new software altogether. And the fourth and last area to evaluate is how much time will you need to dedicate to things like onboarding, training, coaching, and managing their performance. This is time that you're going to need to carve out of your calendar, especially when they first start working with you to help ensure that they're successful and by proxy that you are successful as well. Alternatively, you may decide you want to invest in either a trainer or coach for them if that's not a responsibility that you want to own yourself, in which case this will be an additional expense to prepare for instead of time that you'll need to carve out. These are just some of the things to consider. When it comes to evaluating your return on investment, you first have to count the cost and ensure you're prepared to financially make the investment. That means more than just having the money to pay the salary for a sales rep, but also the revenue to support and sustain your business as a whole while they're getting ramped up and before you begin to see your ROI. A great takeaway from asking the three major critical questions we've covered so far is that when it comes to hiring sales support, it's better to hire before you need the help, but not before you're ready for the help. If you wait until you're desperate for support or before you've taken the time to answer these questions for yourself, chances are hiring sales support won't be a good experience for either party. By taking the time to ask and answer these questions today, you're giving yourself time to identify the gaps and slowly start to fill them. 
That way, when you do want to hire, you've positioned yourself and your new hire for success. Now that we've covered the critical questions you'll be asking and answering, I want to paint a picture for you of what support is more likely to look like in your small business. Hiring a sales rep is a big step. And for many of us, it will take many years before we're ready to make that investment, even if it's in a part-time capacity. But what is more likely to happen is that you'll delegate a part of your sales process to a different position on your team. Whether you hire a virtual assistant, a marketing assistant, or some other role, you can delegate parts of your sales process to them to make your life easier. As a small business owner, sales support can often come in the form of a virtual assistant creating a prospect list for you or a marketing assistant reaching out to prospects via DM or email, and this is perfectly fine. Hiring a sales rep is not the only way to hire sales support, but in either case, it's still important that you take the time to ask and answer these critical questions. Regardless of their title, you want anyone who is performing sales activities to be set up for success by taking the time to prepare ahead of time. And if you're already working with a virtual assistant or someone else on your team who can provide you with sales support, consider and answer these questions together. They may have insight that allows you to answer these questions more thoroughly, and they can even help you document the processes along the way. In the words of Zig Ziglar, success is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. All right, friend, let's recap our conversation today and talk about how we can convert this conversation to coins. I started off by grounding our discussion in the fact that you are your business's first sales rep. Regardless of what stage you're currently at in your corporate client journey, whether you're considering hiring now or you're a few years away from taking that step. Answering these critical questions can still help you be better equipped for sales success, even as a team of one. I then covered three critical questions to ask yourself to help you answer the big question of whether or not you should hire a sales rep. Critical question number one was, do I have an established sales process? And within that, I shared with you three out of the 10 self-assessment questions that you can use to evaluate your current sales process. Critical question number two was, do I have a documented and refined company profile? And critical question number three was, how will I evaluate the return on investment? As you know, our conversation is never complete without talking about how to take action, and today is no different. Your action item for today is to complete the sales process self-assessment found in today's downloadable resource. These are simple, multiple-choice questions to help you identify where you can improve your current sales process, and I've provided feedback based on your results to help you make immediate progress. To access it, just scroll down to the episode description and click the link in the show notes, and I'll send it over to you via email. If you found today's conversation helpful, then friend, remember to register for the Coinversations conference happening on October 18th. And if you're not subscribed to the Profit Scale podcast, then go ahead and do that now. Because in the next episode, we are diving into a conversation about how LinkedIn can help you build relationships with buyers through thought leadership. We've all heard that term before, thought leadership, but maybe you're still unclear on exactly what that means, or even more so on how it applies to securing corporate contracts. Well, our guest, Tanya Bachataria, 
is a thought leadership expert and is going to share some simple ways that you can better leverage this skill on LinkedIn for B2B sales. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss it. As always, I'm so grateful that you chose to spend this time with me, and it's my hope that each episode plays a part in moving you one step closer to building a business that will have a generational impact. Friend, I need your help. It's my mission to provide this podcast as a resource for women and women of color entrepreneurs all over the world, and I can't do that without you. Every time you leave a review, it helps increase our reach, making it easier for fellow women entrepreneurs to find us. Will you take a moment to leave a review for the podcast? This small gesture means so much to me, and it's the best way you can support us if you love the podcast. And if you've left a review before, you can leave more than one. Every review goes a long way. All you have to do is hit the link in the show notes to leave a rating and a review, or head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a review and rating there. And will you do me one more small favor? Take a second and share this episode with a fellow entrepreneur. Sharing even just one episode can make a world of a difference for the person listening on the other end. On behalf of myself and the team, thank you so much for supporting us in doing so. I'll be here at the same time and same place in two weeks. And until then, I wish you coins, confidence, and all the bags. Talk to you soon, friend. Mm -hmm.